Do you want to be great at consultative sales right now? I'm going to give you the six questions you need to ask to uncover the client's needs and help them solve their problems right now. Thanks for joining me today. Let's talk about the six questions you need to ask to uncover the truth behind what's bothering your client and determine how much value you can provide and what that value is worth to them financially. Question number one, why am I here? Mr. Client, what am I doing here? That question is so simple, it is often overlooked by other sales professionals or other sales gurus. Why am I here? Tell me what's wrong. Start from the beginning, lay it out for me. What will happen when you ask this question is oftentimes clients will disclose symptoms and not actual problems and you're looking to uncover what the actual problem is. So tell me why I'm here, what am I doing here, what's going on, tell me what's wrong. Those type of questions help to get the conversation started, but it also tells you, number one, what the symptoms are so you can keep digging and find the problem. Now, let's talk a little bit about your tone of voice and professionalism. One of the things that we get knocked on here at the Do This Sell More show, one of the things that people talk about in a negative way is that our conversations in a sales environment sound just like a conversation you would have with your friends. Of course, there's no profanity. There's nobody screaming and yelling. If you're having a sports argument with a friend, you might scream and yell, and there may be a couple of uh, words of, let's say, adult language. But the conversation you have in a sales setting is designed, or it should be designed anyway, to make the prospect feel comfortable so that you can really understand what's going on in his or her business and help them solve that problem. That's what sales is. Sales is solving problems in exchange for financial compensation, and consultative sales is the best way to do that because it's a foundation for relationships. So when I say, hey, what am I doing here? That's the way I say it in front of a client. When I say, tell me what's wrong, that's the way I say it in front of a client or a prospect. I say it as if I'm just sitting there having a conversation with a friend. Why do I do that? Number one, because it's easier for me to be myself than to try and pretend to be someone else. I'll tell you, in a sales situation, a 30-minute, 45-minute, one-hour meeting, you may be able to pretend to be someone else. But unless you're an actor, you can't put on a different persona for your entire relationship with a prospective client. So just be yourself. Number two, when I say it that way, what's going on? Tell me why I'm here. The client feels comfortable. They feel like it's a casual conversation. And we're really trying to help them. So I want them to be as comfortable as possible. I want them to tell me what's going on. And this is a way to begin to get them to feel comfortable. Question number two, what would you like me to do? Or what were you hoping I could do for you? Or why did you invite me in here? What were you looking for me to assist you with? What were you hoping I could do? Or what, were you, what would you like me to do for you? When you ask them this, you're immediately taking them to a different place psychologically. You're forcing them to envision working with you, and that makes it even more comfortable for them to want to work with you in the future. Mr. Prospect, I understand you're having some trouble with XYZ and ABC. 
what were you hoping I could do? What would you want me to do? What role do you see me playing in helping you solve this problem? Putting them in a position where they're already thinking of working with you is powerful. Most salespeople or most business owners or especially professionals like lawyers go in and when the client shares the problem, they immediately begin puking the solutions they've used for other clients. You may use those solutions in this case, but you want the client to go to the place in his or her mind where he's working with you already. So when you say, what were you hoping I could do for you? They immediately go to that place and they immediately start saying, well, I heard you were the best at solving these types of problems, so I was hoping you could give me some ideas on how to fix this. I was hoping together we could work on this, this, and this. Amazing, they're already there in their mind and that's exactly where you want them to be. Number three is what resources are you prepared to use to solve this problem? They'll look at you when you say resources and they'll say, well, what do you mean? And you say, well, number one, your time. How much time are you planning to spend to solve this problem? Or your people, how many people are you planning to throw at this problem? If I help you come up with a solution, you're going to have to execute. How many people do you have to execute the solution to this problem? And then the third thing is money. Quite frankly, we're not cheap. And the reason we're not cheap is because you're losing millions of dollars. I'm going to put a stop to those losses. So that solution is going to be a fraction of what you're losing, but it's still going to be money out of your pocket that you're going to have to spend. What resources do you have available to help put toward a solution to this problem? Time, people, money. How much are you willing to invest? When you say that, you're looking for them to tell you point blank what they have budgeted to solve this problem. Now, they're going to go back and forth. They're never going to want to give you a number because they're going to think that if they give a high number that you're going to raise it even more. That is not a big deal when you ask it in this way. You say to them, look, I don't want to waste your time. I know you don't want to waste your time. If we don't have the opportunity to solve your problem, I want to know now what kind of money do you have to throw at this million dollar issue you're facing? Because you're losing X millions of dollars. I want to put a stop to that. I just need to know what you're willing to invest in order to do that. You have to have them get to a place where they're thinking of this as an investment. And when you say the question in this way, what resources do you have in order to address this issue? And you talk about their time, you talk about their people, and you talk about financial resources all in the same discussion, you're helping them get their head around the fact that they're going to have to invest money to solve this problem. Who else do we need to include in this process? Who else besides you, Mr. Client, do we need to include in this process? The reason you ask this is because you're qualifying them to see that they're the ultimate decision maker. You want to be certain that they are the person to decide this. And if they say, well, the CEO is going to have to sign off on this, you stop the process right there and you say, I get it. Let's set up a meeting with the CEO so that we can talk to her and make sure that she's on board with what we're thinking. I don't want you to invest any more time than is necessary with someone who only can say no and can't say yes. So when you ask who else do we need to involve in this process, that's a great opportunity for you to get yourself invited to the next level or to the decision-making level to solve this problem. Mr. Client, why now? 
That's question number five. Why do you want to solve this problem now? You could have solved this problem a year ago. You could have solved it six months ago. Why do you want to solve it now? What you're looking for here is you're looking for urgency. You're looking to understand why it's so urgent for them to solve this problem now. That question is critical because you can use that as a lever to close the deal. Well, Mr. Client, you told me you're losing $2 million a week and you want to put a stop to that as soon as possible. I can stop you from losing $5, $6 million next month, but I got to start today. So let's talk about how we can get going right now. That all comes from the answer to the question, why now? You have to ask this in order to, number one, make sure that you understand what the urgency is so that you can use it to close the deal. And number two, you're heightening the urgency for the client so that he understands that there's urgency to getting this done quickly. The final question is, what's next? So you've got them to answer all of your questions. You think you're ready to close the deal. They know how much it costs already. All you need to do is write up the agreement, get a signature, and get started working after you get a paycheck. You want to ask them, so Mr. Client, what's next? And then the client will say, well, send me a proposal. And you say, well, no, we just talked about everything. You don't need a proposal. I think what we need to do is we need to just get you to sign an agreement, give me a check, and I can start solving this problem tomorrow. Do you agree that's what's next? If there's another step in the process and they haven't disclosed it, this is when it'll come out. You're gonna say, okay, in 24 hours, I'll get you the proposal and we'll get started on Monday. That is the opportunity for them to tell you, oh no, we gotta get a sign off by the CEO and you say, let's go see the CEO right now or let's set up an appointment tomorrow to see the CEO. If they don't say that, you're good to go. When you say, what's next? They say, let's get started. That's how you know you got a deal. Use these six questions throughout your conversation with a prospect. Get comfortable with them. Internalize them. Make them your own so that you can help people solve their problems and take the money to the bank in the process. Here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.